Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for, oh, just about 13 minutes or so. But you know, even that short period of time, that helps us by keeping us strong and even growing in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But again, that even that short period of time each day being in the scriptures, well, it keeps us in connection with God. And it also helps us to maintain a more positive and spiritual mindset to be able to deal with all that life throws at us every day. It helps us stay focused on our soul. Well, you know people in your life, we keep emphasizing that, who need to change their focus in life. They need to change the direction of their life. They need to get into God's word. Share these short studies with them every day. Help them along this line. You may turn their life around by getting them into God's word. They may ultimately end up in heaven for eternity. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means as well. But share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with everybody you can every day. Help people. Help people turn their lives around and stay strong in the faith. We're going to come to a conclusion in our study about faith today. And particularly, we're asking the question, how much faith is still too little faith? Jesus said four times, O oh, you of little faith, O oh, you of little faith. Now, the first time he said it was in connection with anxiety or worry. Boy, we get anxious a lot of times, don't we? We could give lessons in worry, <laughs> couldn't we? Because we worry about all kinds of things. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30, or verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, the necessities of life, shall be added to you. He went on in verse 34 and said, do not worry. Let tomorrow worry about its own affairs. Trust God, in other words. The second time he made that statement was in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 26 was in connection with fear, with fear. Now, he was in a boat with the apostles, and he had gone in some part of the boat where he took a nap. He fell asleep. A storm arose. The winds were blowing. The waves were tossing. And even though a number of those apostles were professional fishermen and probably had dealt with storms at sea many times in their lives, apparently this one was extra severe. And they were losing the battle of keeping the boat afloat, trying to bail the water out because the waves were lapping into the boat. And finally they went and woke up the Lord and said, we're perishing. And Jesus responded to them, why do you fear, O you of little faith? And then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the sea and the storm calmed down. And they marveled at his power to control, to command the elements themselves. Now, while that was a physical, visual aid, Jesus having power over the elements, 
the real lesson for us, I believe, is that he can see us through the storms in our life, whatever they might be, sickness, injury, relational problems, financial problems, difficulties, loss of job, whatever the case might be, loss of loved ones. He can see us through the storms in our life and calm those storms down. The third time we saw Jesus or heard Jesus utter that statement, and that's a statement of rebuke, but it's also a statement of correction and instruction, O you of little faith. The third time was in connection with human, with, with uh, I'm sorry, in connection with doubt. The apostles were in a boat again. This time Jesus was not in the boat with them. A storm arose again on the sea. And they looked up and they saw Jesus walking toward them across the surface of the water. At first they thought it was a ghost and they were afraid. In fact, I think the scripture indicates they were terrified. But Jesus assured them. He calmed them down. He said, don't, don't be afraid. It is I. Peter, <laughs> while Peter was an apostle of great faith, he was also impetuous at times, it seems, from the scripture accounts. And so he said, Lord, if it is you, bid that I come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. Now Jesus stepped out of the boat and he started walking across the surface of the water toward the Lord. But before he got all the way to him, he got distracted by the storm all around him. And I think we're to understand he took his eyes, at least his spiritual eyes, off of the Lord, and he began to sink into the water. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached down and pulled him up. And he asked him, why did you doubt, O you of little faith? So these first three times, in connection with worry, or anxiety, in connection with fear, in connection with doubt. Jesus made that statement of rebuke, but also correction and instruction. O you of little faith. The fourth time, the final time, was in connection with relying purely on human reasoning, rather than relying upon God and his strength and power and love and care to see us through, whatever the situation might be. In Matthew chapter 16, and beginning with verse 5, when, the, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. In other words, they didn't have any food with them. Then Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, Jesus was speaking on a spiritual level, the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. In other words, their improper influence. Now, they, that is the apostles, they reasoned among themselves. They reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. He must have said this, in other words, because we forgot to bring any food with us. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Oh, you of little faith. Why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand? 
that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. In other words, to beware, to beware of their improper influence. Did the apostles not remember that Jesus had fed 5,000 and miraculously, and 4,000 on another occasion, miraculously? And how many baskets of leftovers were picked up on both occasions? And here they were, concerned, reasoning among themselves as to how they had forgotten to bring food with them. And that must be what Jesus was meaning when he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. No, Jesus was speaking a spiritual lesson there. They were thinking in physical terms. Now, in connection with purely human reasoning, when we're just relying about what will I do? How can I take care of this situation? How can I fix things? Then we're leaving God out. Compared to God, the wisdom of this world or our human reasoning and purely our human reasoning is foolishness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, the apostle Paul said, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? In other words, all those intellectuals out there, all of those highly educated individuals, where are they in comparison to God? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of the world, the world did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached, in other words, his word, the gospel, to save those who believe. A lot of people think they're too smart, they're too intellectual to believe in God, to believe in a savior who was buried in a tomb after being stabbed with a spear on the cross and that he arose from the grave, risen, alive. Oh, they're just too smart for, to believe that stuff. How foolish is the wisdom of this world. God's simple plan for teaching people how to come to salvation through Jesus Christ is through the simple methodology of preaching and teaching. Again, faith comes how? We say it all the time, don't we, on today's Bible class. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Relying on human reasoning by itself, well, not taking God into consideration leads to doubts. Doubt leads to worry, and worry produces fear. The four reasons Jesus said in those four instances, O oh, you of little faith, O oh, you of little faith, when we rely purely on human reasoning, leaving God out of the picture, our faith is too little. Jesus tried to teach the disciples a spiritual lesson to be on guard against the negative influences from others. And that could be anybody who might negatively influence us, or at least potentially so. Instead of asking Jesus to explain what he meant on that last occasion, 
Well, the apostles reasoned among themselves that they must have been, that he must have been rebuking them for not having to bring food with them. His response, why are you reasoning? Why are you reasoning among yourselves? Don't you remember what I've done in the past? Oh, you of little faith. There are other times when a person's faith is too little. Not just when there might be worry or doubt or fear or we're simply leaving God out of the picture as we try to figure things out for ourselves and how am I going to do this or fix this or whatever it might be. But there are other times when our faith is too little. When a person will not make up his mind to become a Christian, his faith is too little. Jesus instructed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature or to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Do you not believe enough to make that commitment to become a Christian? When a person will not commit to living a life of faithfulness to Christ, his faith is too little. Jesus said, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. The Apostle Paul gave us a great lesson in Galatians 2 and verse 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And notice what he said next. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you trust God to keep his word? Do you trust Jesus to be there with you and for you? Or is your faith too little? Trust God. Trust Jesus. Stay in his word and live the life of faithfulness. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for helping us. We thank you for promising to be there with us and for us. Help us to have that strong faith, Father, we pray. And to stay faithful to you, please, we pray. We pray for souls everywhere all around the world. Please help them to see that they can trust you to help them stay strong. We pray this, Father. Please forgive us. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to receive a free Bible study, we would be glad to send that to you through the mail. All you have to do is contact us and ask for it. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to pray with you and for you. We'd love to help you study God's word and learn how to grow in your faith. Please contact us.